to two, another episode. <laughs> to another episode of the Last Ones in Podcast. I am Jerry Archuleta, joined today by E. Hello. And Robbie. Hi. And today, as you can probably tell from the title of the episode, unless you're just one of those people who are like, hey, car, play my thing, uh, and then it just doesn't, so you don't see titles of episodes, uh, we watch more Fargo. Fargo, near go, everywhere you are, go. We watched episode five, six, and seven. We did three episodes, because episode seven's short comparatively. Yeah, it's only ten minutes, which is pretty insane for Also, the that time. means we finished the disc that we were on, so there's yeah. that too. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we've been watching on uh, Blu-ray. I think it's the only season of Fargo that they actually released on Blu-ray. The rest and are only on VHS. Season two and three are DVD, and season four is just go fuck yourself. Uh, Weird. Yeah. Could you? They just God. sent me a letter that said go fuck yourself. Could you imagine <laughs> Fargo on VHS? Like one episode would be like three tapes. No, one episode would be. You could fit two episodes on a tape. Yeah. 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 For sure. Also, they're like stupid compressed. So, <laughs> I guess <laughs> maybe three actually, if you compress it that much. <laughs> also, when he said Fargo on VHS, the first thing that came to mind was the movie. I yeah, because the probably... movie is on VHS and it's like two hours. Yeah, that's like an episode of Fargo. That's two episodes of Fargo, <laughs> almost. Uh, anyway, yeah. So we watched episode uh, episode five, six, and seven. Episode five is the six ungraspables. Episode six is. Burden's ass. Burden's ass, which we had to look up. We looked up what it meant. We'll get to that. Burden's ass does not actually appear in the no, in the episode. No, you can't say that for sure. <laughs> actually, you look in the background. There, <laughs> you once. never know. You never With know. this show, you never know. Uh, and then episode seven: Who shaves the barber? It's me. Uh, which I don't, it's oh. the Watchman. Who? Yeah, who watches the barber? <laughs> the Shaveman. <laughs> um. So I guess we we can just start talking about the show then, right? We have three yeah. episodes to get through. I don't so. think it's like too terribly complicated, but let's get into it. Episode five. No. Uh, let me interrupt E1. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me inter- <laughs> interrupt it with, I slept the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to like, I this is the hard part when I watch things is I have to piecemeal which ones were in which part. This is why I like watching one episode a day. You know, you remember what specific episode you just watched. Oh man, the kids nowadays. <laughs> that actually reminds me, E. What? Your generation. What a yours? What? <laughs> no, okay, know. boomer. Yeah, I know. Uh no. <laughs> I'm like, gonna <laughs> say I'm very atypical because most people would watch an entire season of a show and also read a book and text on their phone and like play uh, Grand Theft Auto with their other foot. There, I'm, I was going to say, I don't know what generation it is, I guess, but there's a huge out, outcry online of people wanting shows to go back to one episode a week, and I hate it. Yeah. I hate it so much. It's the anime nerds. It's I, They got to stop. They got to <laughs> go wherever they go. They got to go back into their hobbit holes. I don't know. Uh, they just they got to not be in society. <laughs> I mean, so hobbit holes? There oh, are man. genuinely a lot of shows that just perform better one episode a week. Yeah, uh, sure. Anime is a big one. I mean, I my actual opinion is it it really should just depend on your production cycle. Like there are shows where the production cycle is just they have all the things set up where they can work week by week. Sure. And I think it Soap makes sense. Style. Yeah, and I think those make sense to not just hold them all together and then let it go. And a lot of it is ultimately the difference of how uh we as a society consume media. Yeah. Like, I think I talked about this way back, but like, in like the, 
in the aughts, as I think they're called, um, <laughs> and like early tens, <laughs> like the the standard thing for if you were getting into like a uh, into any like fandom, you basically had to do your homework. Yeah, like. Oh, you want to do anime? Okay, you got to watch Cowboy Bebop. You got to watch. Uh, you got to watch Harui. You got to watch Lucky Star. Like you had like a laundry list. Whereas now you just watch whatever's the newest thing, uh, while it's on, and once it ends, you just immediately disband like a bunch of rats. <laughs> Which I dislike, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, I I just personally think that's like a huge disservice, and I. I super blame just, like, the difference in show, like, how we make shows nowadays. Like, there are so many shows. And I know there always were shows coming out, but, like, when you only had, like, a couple channels, you could keep up with whatever, and, like, you would end up getting a lot of older stuff, too. Sure. Whereas now, you just choose what you want to watch. I'm not saying we should ever go back to that. I think (laughs) streaming is a blessing, and... Except it's getting annoying now, obviously, but, like... A blessing and a curse. Yeah, I think, like, streaming is one of the best things, but, like, there's definitely just a large change in how we, like, deal with series and stuff. Yeah, I just don't... People are like, okay, I get it. Here's the thing. (laughs) I mumbled a lot there. I understand the reasoning behind wanting to do that, because people really like to ride the hype train as long as possible on things. And so they want to be like, here's a little bit of hype train every week. Let me get a tiny bit of heroin every week until I'm done with all the heroin. Um, whereas I'm just like, free base. You know, give me all the heroin. Um, but yeah, like, I just like to have the show available to me and watch it at my own pace. I don't like to be fed the pace of the show. I get that. Um, I, don't, I, I really do think a lot of it just has to do with the fact that media just doesn't have the staying power it used to. Yeah, in a way, I, I agree like, with you. Like, more in like, like you say, people want to ride the hype train. Like, they want to be there every time a new episode comes out, talk a bunch. Where, like, again, like back in like the two thousands, early twenty tens, a a show would last years. Like, not like specifically the show itself, but like a show would end and people would talk about it for like five years after the show ended. Usually, Firefly. Yeah, <laughs> for instance. <laughs> Like, and I, like, you could, I do think you can really see the shift once, uh, Netflix started becoming more standard in houses versus cable. Yeah. Like once again, it became a thing where like, oh, here's the new season. Uh, we all watch the season, talk about it for a month and then we never talk about it afterward. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. But also what if you can just watch it and then like, you're done. If you love it, fucking love it, man. Yeah. But, like, sure. You don't gotta, like, ruin everyone else's day. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike Jirai, who does have to ruin everyone else's day by saying, no, you're not allowed to have that. Watch one episode a week. I don't know. Tell your friends. We watch one episode a week, guys. Don't be a dick. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. Anyway. I mean, that is a thing now. Like, the that whole meme of the, baby, watch an episode without me. Yeah, which we're is fighting now. Totally, totally a thing. Me and Liz, there's shows we watch together, and there's shows she watches alone, and there's shows I watch alone. And if one of us is watching a show and the, we really like it, you got you got to stop. You got to stop where you're at, and you got to watch the. You got to catch up with them again, and then you can keep going. Could you imagine if you had to go my pace, Jiraiya? 
I would die. I would die. <laughs> I would die. <laughs> like it took me a month to watch the first season of, song of Better Call Saul, and now I'm two episodes in. I watched a season and a half, almost two seasons, uh, the last two seasons of Better Call Saul in Mexico in two and a half days. <laughs> it was fantastic. No uh, better way to watch a show than that. No better way to spend a vacation with your wife than to sit in well, a- two weeks in Mexico. I was dead tired. <laughs> I had to do something. I had to do something. Oh, man. You couldn't learn more about Mexican culture. You just had to watch Better Call Saul. Listen, it's orange. <laughs> so Listen, if you want to learn about Mexican culture, he has to put on Dragon Ball. That Actually, a lot of Dragon Ball merch. Dragon Ball's super big in Mexico. Yeah. Like, lots of Arguably might be bigger in Mexico than America nowadays. Honestly, That's fair. I honestly think it is. Um, To be fair, like it was like super huge in the 90s in America, but like... And and early two thousands, I should say, but like I guess it just had more staying power in Mexico. I think. I mean, it's probably one of those things. Like I was saying, depends on culture and a lot of that. Because uh, I'm gonna say Mexico probably just doesn't watch things as much as Americans do. Like I know that's a broad, like a broad sweeping generalization, but I I imagine that's probably the case. From my time in Mexico, I will say people hang out with other people a lot there. Yeah, seems to be the way. And like. They probably just had VHSs of Dragon Ball and like probably had them for like ten cents because the VHS tapes. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's my guess is they probably was like super easy to get into, super cheap, and like ultimately, despite being a serialized show, you can kind of just pick just pick up Dragon Ball, put it down whenever. Yeah, there's not like a doesn't matter. There's not like a rule. No, 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 not at all. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a good point actually. Anyways, Fargo. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Fargo. Whatever um, the fuck that is. Lester the Unlikely. Uh, yeah, so episode five, the six ungraspables. Last we left Lester, he was in a prison cell with the two bad guys. Death fella and, and the partner. Yes. <laughs> As it is so well put later. Mm-hmm. Uh, the description for the episode according to IMDb is when Lester has a close call, Molly makes an unorthodox decision. Gus weighs some neighborly advice, and Malvo gets what he wants. He always gets what he wants. He always gets what he wants. <laughs> He's Malvo. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah the the two guys are shaking down Lester for a name because they're like, "Hey, wait, you said him when when we were about to fucking kill you." Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, I don't know, you know, sometimes when you think, and it's like, no, you definitely were speaking about a specific person. Yeah. <laughs> During this time, Deathfellow is, like, taking off his sock. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And their method of interrogation is that he grabs Lester's super infected wound, and the deaf guy shoves his stinky sock in his mouth. It would work on me. Yeah. I would want to, I would talk about whatever you want me to talk about. <laughs> I'd be like, hmm, salty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just be like, I killed JFK. I did it all, I swear. World War II is my fault. I dropped the dirty bomb. <laughs> just please don't stick that dirty sock back in my mouth. Which I guess Lester is technically at that point, too, because it's like... Lester's about to fucking pass out. Yeah. Well, first he's like, I'm going to throw up. And he's like, no, no, no. Don't throw up in here. If you do, I will literally kill you. <laughs> yeah. I will kill you. I will literally kill you. It's really good, yeah. So, yeah, they get a name... Uh, they they get out on bail. Yes, <laughs> it's funny. I like that too, just because of how intimidating it was with the whole like, all right, you two made bail. What if I want to stay here? Like, what? What do you mean? Like, what if I don't want to leave? 
Ah, uh, you got, you got God, it. nobody the, wants to stay get here. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, I think they have Marvo's name. Yes. Leonard Marvo. Yeah, which is made up, as far know. as I can tell. Well, this is all based off a real story, so, you know, they had to change the names. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not even humoring the... No, the not thing. even a little bit. No. That's the kind of thing of, like... I don't know how they got away with just saying that in the front of the movie. I think it's their way of making fun of the fact that you can basically just put that in front of whatever movie you want. Oh, it, it's 100% is exactly what they're doing. Yeah. I just don't know how legally you get away with I guess in the credits. It's saying, based off of real events. Well, in the credits, you can just say not based on real events, I guess. So yeah. So it's going to be like, we lied. Sorry. <laughs> and I, I guess one good example would be like inventing Anna and that show. They have at the very beginning of each episode, they'll say everything about this episode is totally true, except for the things that we made up. And at the end of the series, like while they're rolling the credits for the last episode, they show the things that were true and the things that they totally made up. True. Uh, her name was Emma. False. <laughs> and it's just the, everything uh, else. The whole plot synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> be great. I, I do wonder, like, if this was a newer show, like, made nowadays, if they would be, like, allowed to get through, get away with that. It is not, made nowadays still. No, I mean, like, if they started now. Like, if it was a new, they just were about to release the movie, if, like, investors and, like, publishers and stuff would let them do that. I don't know. That's such, like, a weird, I don't know how they got away with it the first time. It was, uh, 2008? This season was twenty fourteen. What was it? Well, also Sometime the movie came out like <laughs> the movie itself came out like ninety four. I think yeah, you know, the first movie. Uh, this the first season of this show came out in twenty fourteen. <laughs> okay, I don't know why You're I went two thousand eight. I what did I? I thought I said twenty fourteen. Did I go to two thousand four? You, you said, said two thousand eight, then two thousand fourteen. Yeah. Uh, but the original movie had, which is what everything yeah. is based off of, and it does the same thing. The opening of this is the whole. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. That in '94, that did that as well. I just yeah. don't know how you get away with that. I just feel like they were less strict about a lot of stuff. Yeah, maybe in that regards. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it was pre Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> I guess it was actually. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was. But yeah, so the bigger, the biggest thing I would say we get in this is um, Gus, and Gus is the cop that uh. Becomes Let, the, he's the got Duluth. intimidated. Yeah, got beginning. intimidated oh, yeah, in Duluth. Yeah, Gus Grimley. Yes. Um, yeah. Would, for me, the most important scenes in this are with him in this episode. Oh, yeah, that's fair. He's kind of like one of the backbones. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's like a table. You got like four backbones. That's how tables work. <laughs> I think that's what a table is. Yeah, <laughs> they got bones. They're definitely them. backbones and not legs. Well, you know, it's like four backbones and like the rib cage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What are tables what, are what like deer, of, right? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of hellish table do you have at your house? <laughs> I don't know. Based There's on, a lot of blood on it too. <laughs> you used to work at a butcher shop, so <laughs> you did what you could. Listen, I got this table for free, I'm gonna keep it. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's kind of what I'm like actually. Yes. <laughs> that's that's very, very accurate. <laughs> you're fine, China be damned. You just you just be careful with it when you're on the I table. I bought so little of all the stuff I own. Like all the furniture I own, most of it was just given to me by someone. Great way to start, man. <laughs> I, the very first couch that I ever had, I bought for twenty five bucks from a thrift store. So I get that. Great way to start. Start. Cheap. I also broke like start a sixty dollar controller on it one day. Well, that's a whole other story, though. Couch paid for itself. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> anyway, 
Yeah, you like looked under the couch cushion and there was twenty five dollars. <laughs> uh, so Gus during this whole episode is really like trying to figure out if he should even try to investigate Leno Narvoy, Mister Marvo, <laughs> Mister Marvel. Because of all of the doubt that have been placed in him through the events that happened last time of him getting out and being yeah. like, should I even go forward with this or should I even try and help this other police officer? Should I even bother? Should I even bother? Or like, if I don't, does that make me a bad person? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And for me, the absolute best scene in this episode is he wakes up in the middle of the night and he gets a glass of milk. I also like his weird house where it has like a tiny slit of light, light of hole in his kitchen. Yes, you can pass plates. <laughs> it's just funny to me. I love those actually. I want one of those. I, f- I feel like you should just commit to having a half wall. No, half walls suck. Well, how? I want a wall there. I want a tiny window. Why do you on need my a wall? wall there? I want a tiny window on my wall. <laughs> You're funny. You're fucking drive through you McDonald's over there. Yeah, yes. maybe I am. Maybe I am McDonald's over here. <laughs> over you know what makes Dry so much more excited to cook dinner at night? Having his own drive through window. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> we need to get dry one of these and then we'll buy them a bunch of like t- t- McDonald's bags <laughs> and like every dinner <laughs> like put the in the McDonald's bag and hand it to Liz and put her a seat like, every time I'm, there's gonna be something wrong with the order <laughs> <laughs> it's like chili he just pours it in the bag gives it to Liz here you go babe <laughs> <laughs> I asked for no onions we we make one batch I don't, I don't know what to I don't know what to tell you yeah, I could pick them out I guess if you want to <laughs> With my bare hands. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he sits down with his glass of milk. He looks across the way, and he sees the husband of the wife whose wife he ogles at constantly. Yeah, and he's also sitting at the table drinking a glass of milk. So they're both sat down with a glass of milk. The neighbor goes to the window, and he's like, come on, come on. So they both go to the window, and they start talking. He's like, so what's, uh, what's your problem? He's like, huh? Why are you up in the middle of the night? Like for me, it's uh two kids and a wife that just never stops, you know? Always thinks aloud. Yeah, always thinks out loud. And he's like, Oh, yeah. No, I just uh was by accident sleep. It was an accident. He's like, Got it, I'll come to you. <laughs> so he goes over to his <laughs> apartments. It's it's such a weird like <laughs> I don't know how to explain how awkward it is. It's such so, a weird, awkward thing. <laughs> like, yeah. These two probably have never spoken to one another. Ever, yeah. Ever. <laughs> like, here's this guy like, I'll come to your house. Yeah. And so they're sitting there, and <laughs> I, I just like his delivery, the neighbor's delivery and his lines yeah. a lot. Like, I, I, I work so hard. Do I complain? No. There are holes yeah. in my socks. But do I complain? I do not. One kidney's braces, the other has three ankles. I don't remember what he said. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, the, old cl- the old three ankle problem <laughs> every kid has. <laughs> I don't know. It's three something. It's and it- one kid needs braces, and then the other one uh, has a dance recital or something like that. Yeah. And then, like, and I do not complain because none of these are actually problems. Like, right, right. Weather's cold, no complaints. Yeah, like, because they're all blessings. Every single one of these things are blessings. The children, no, it all, all of it. The holes in the socks, the weather. How can you complain when you've been given everything? 
He sends then, Izzy lives in a shitty apartment. Hey, man, he's happy. Let him, yeah. let him be happy. No. Hey, it's snowing like hell outside. At least he has a roof over his head, eh? He has eh? holes in his sock. There's probably no heating in socks. those apartments. It, it's weirdly enough, one of those things, there's a guy that I really like talking to at work because like, he's a really huge history buff. Mm-hmm. And he told me about- Holes in your sock was actually a sign of good fortune. <laughs> I'm getting to that. <laughs> I guess, I want to say it was during the Cold War or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, in Russia, they showed- the soldiers, the movie, The Grapes of Wrath, which is, you know, this old movie of these guys that have to travel cross country just to try to find work in um uh during the depression in the United States. And I guess after watching that, they asked the Russians what they thought about it, and they said, Well, at least they have a car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah, he's sitting there having that conversation with the neighbor. And he starts kind of going off on like he Without context at all, by the way. Yeah. yeah. But like what he should do with this investigation with this guy or like what that means if he doesn't investigate it. And yeah. So the neighbor tells him a, a preamble. A parable. A parable. Yeah. Um, a preambling parable. <laughs> he's like, so this is a rich dude, you know? And he looks at the newspaper and he's like, shit's fucked. And so he's like, I can just donate all my money and help people. And then the dude's not rich no more. He, he donates all of his money. But then he's still looking, and uh, there's still the world's still shit. And he's like, "Oh, yeah, I could donate my organ. Like I can donate my liver or kidney. Kidney. <laughs> you got two of those. You don't got two livers. <laughs> uh, and then he donates it to the doctor, and they're doing that. But then he's like, he's sitting there, and he's still not happy. And he's thinking like, I got." All this other stuff I could donate, and he goes to the doctor like, I want to donate my other kidney. I want to donate my heart. I want to donate my corneas. Doctor's like, uh, No, you, you can't. You can't do that. That's not. That's not allowed. He's like, No, that would just basically be suicide. We can't do that. So the man goes home and he kills himself. And on the wall writes, "Organ donor." I don't think that's how it works, though. It's definitely not how it works. You gotta like have a file, and it's gotta be like on your license. It's gotta be like a whole thing. I st- I also don't think they take things like your. Well, maybe they do. Totally they probably, aren't. They do. They're but, undamaged. They can be used. Yeah. But I think it's one of those, he had to be an organ donor to begin with to just donate a kidney yeah. for his goodwill, you know? Maybe he just wanted it out. He's like, <laughs> maybe. Uh, this is this is just bugging me. Just feeling real heavy, you, you know? know? I'm trying to, when I'm sleeping, it just like starts like, I just think about it. It exists and it <laughs> bugs me. So like, I'm hoping I can get it out. Uh, and so yeah, he kills himself and everything gets donated. And... Theoretically. Theoretically. We don't know. He's dead. And so um, Gus is like, so no, so it didn't do anything. Him killing himself didn't help anything. And he was like, like, but didn't it? But didn't it? He's like, well, I don't know. I mean, did it? He's like, you live in the world. What do you think? He's like, so it didn't help. He's like, did it? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Gus needs to think of himself sometimes. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of the whole idea is like, Gus needs to figure himself out, and this didn't help. Yeah. <laughs> he's basically just trying to tell him, like, you're not Superman, but, like, you can still do good without having to solve everything, which is what he's trying to tell him. Gus wasn't getting the message, though. Yeah. They're, t- they're too Midwestern for this conversation. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I don't know what that means, even. <laughs> uh, but while all of this is going on, we get more stuff with Marvo. Yeah. Um, Malvo. 
rather Malvo. Malvo. Marvin the Martian. Marvin the Malvo. Marvin the Malvo. Malvin the Martian. (laughs) (laughs) And he is just doing more and more to you. I want to say to continue this thing to get all of this money from the grocery store guy. But really, he's just inciting chaos. He doesn't seem to care about the money at all. No. Right. He just wants... Something. Something. He wants to feel something. He wants to feel... He wants to watch the world burn. Yeah. 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 Signing up... Uh, sowing more doubt into the mind of Mr. Grocery Store. Yeah, telling him about how, like, Rome and the how fall Romans of Rome, were raised yeah. by wolves. Which, no. You t- totally were. How do you know? Were you there? <laughs> yes. Oh. Well. They were super gay. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. Historians agree with you on that one. No, they just say they're good friends, you know? A good friend will, <laughs> will take you. Good them. friends just hanging out together in the bathhouses. Yeah. Totally just hanging out. <laughs> uh, Pun intended. <laughs> one of my favorite lines from that conversation is like, see, that's why I didn't really get the Jungle Book. The kid raised by wolves, why would he befriend a bear and a tiger? Yeah. Uh, he's like, doesn't make any sense at all. Just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's continuing that plot all the while. Uh, what? What's her name? Uh, Molly is investigating illegally. Um, well, she doesn't name? care. She's a rogue cop. Uh, Lester. I can't think of names. Yeah. I'm terrible with names. Uh, and she, like, is illegally going into his house and investigating everything. And she has the right idea on where things are. Uh, but the wrong execution. But the wrong execution, yes. Also, Lester was put in the hospital. Yes, Lester was put in the hospital. He was so infected, he was going to yeah. die. Yeah. And he was kind of murmuring, like, random things to himself while he was in his jail cell while having this huge fever because of the infection in his hand. Yes. And Molly ends up talking to the doctor. It's like, so what happens? Like, well, he was shot. Looked like it was a BB from a shotgun. And he, uh, lucky that he came in. We almost had to take the hand, but we were able to save it. So he's a real lucky guy, you know? And then she also learns that the person who died at the beginning of it, the sheriff, uh, his wife had a baby. Just had. Just had baby. <laughs> I would not say she learned that. <laughs> right. <laughs> While she's she in the just hospital. just had a baby. Yes. She just had a baby, and she just learned about that person having a baby. Yeah, the baby was named Bernadetta or something. Brid- Bridget. Bernadette. Bridget. Uh, I think it's like Bernadetta. Bridgenity. Bridgenity? <laughs> you can't name your kid virginity. Why not? <laughs> you could. It's just frowned upon. I don't think they would let you. I think it's just frowned upon. <laughs> I think Ginity is a beautiful name. <laughs> they, have, they have rules against what you're allowed to name your children, and I feel like that's against the rules. Just, I don't think that's on the list of things you can't name your children. <laughs> it's bir- you know, virginity. Everybody, so every time everyone has a little virginity. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyways, we're out of this joke. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, just it's like, oh, did you have a boy or did you have a girl? Well, I think they said her name was Bernadette, so I'm pretty sure it's a girl. Yeah. Goes up there, speaks with her. It's a very nice scene, just kind of letting you know they're both in each other's lives still. Uh, also, her making sure that she's still investigating whoever killed her husband. Right. Which is important because... It was Lester. It was, yeah, because you guys don't remember the first yeah, episode. But... Uh, it was Lester. Well, kind of. He kind of was kind of Lester by association. It's his fault. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what that would have been core. I think you would just get an association. You would get... What's the thing where you don't murder, but you're there? 
Association, I thought. It's not not association. association murdered. Um, second by not proxy. Second degree, not by proxy. The thing where you murder, but you didn't. Secondhand murder? Secondhand murder. <laughs> it's like secondhand smoke. I, I got to look it up. Uh, it's it's a thing. I should probably go into incognito mode Homicide. for this. <laughs> Genocide. No, no. That's very purposeful, I think. Uh, but it's like whenever you know murder happened and you don't do anything to stop it, you're just as Lying. responsible for the murder. I don't know if that's how it works. but you, It totally is. Accessory to murder. Yeah, there you go. You're, it's I've, not as much of a sentence, yeah, but yeah. two dollars. It's like one of those things. Like there's another. Um, oh, whenever we watched the Last of Us show, and there's like that scene where she was like giving penicillin, she filled up like the entire syringe of penicillin. Oh yeah. Uh, I had googled like uh, how much like how much penicillin do you take for it's toxic, and I uh, Google just gave me back the suicide assistance hotline. Like I'm not trying to kill myself. I'm trying to do research. I promise. I'll just just let me know. Can is it toxic? <laughs> Something like that, I think, would be covered under Good Samaritan law. Oh no! I don't know. I don't think do we have that. We have a good, good Samaritan law, yeah. We do have like a Good Samaritan law, but like a Good Samaritan law is like if you like, hey, something's happening. I think I just witnessed a murder happening, or like, if you like, I guess in the case of like if you're scared or something like that, and then like you end up saying like after the person went to prison, then you could say like, oh, like well, the person was scared, so like it was a Good Samaritan thing. I think mostly Good Samaritan laws are just like, hey, I think someone's being murdered next door. Can you guys investigate it? <laughs> Can you make that not be happening? I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> I, there's a couple of things. Good Samaritan also is like, you if you did the best ability that you could possibly do and they still died or whatever, right? Uh, right. You you're not responsible for the death. Yeah. Right. It, they, had to, they had to make that law because if not, people would not ever step Help, in, like, essentially, because yeah. they'd be worried about... I mean, that's actually a thing in some other countries, too. I remember hearing in, I think it was in China, how there's cases of, like, somebody having a heart attack in the middle of the street and nobody does anything to help them because if they call the hospital, then they're now responsible for that person. Yeah, uh, there's a thing in China where if you hit someone with your car, you make sure they're dead because it's less expensive to deal with, uh, a mer- like, an accidental traffic kill than to have to pay for their medical bills because there's a law in china what? if you cause someone like harm you have to pay for the rest of their life like their medical stuff dope not dope because it means they'll fucking kill you yeah. if if they oh hit you with right car. yeah that means that, like if you get hit by a car and they don't want to have to deal with the charges and they hit you again to make sure that you die or, i don't like know i said if still somebody... enacted or that could also easily just be propaganda i was told it very much could be <laughs> but it is china we're talking about they do some pretty fucked up things like even just upfront and personal but i that that is one thing i do remember reading online is like there have been cases of people like having a heart attack in the middle of the street or you know someone gets stabbed or hit by a car something like tragic happens to this person and nobody helps them because nobody wants to be held responsible for it <laughs> Whereas in America, uh, you won't be held responsible for trying to assist in those situations. Huh. Usually. Depends, you, well, yeah, depends dep- what you did, I guess. Depends on how you assisted. If you're yeah. like, okay, they're having a heart attack. What if I, like, suplex them? <laughs> I've seen this in the movie. Get me the bat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I swear I saw this work once. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's episode five, basically. Yeah. That's the big stuff that happens yeah. there. Episode six. Ah, uh, here's the thing. Malvo executes his master plan while Lester attempts to craft one of his own. Gus and Molly team up in Duluth. 
So this episode, there is a huge blizzard coming through town. The size of New Hampshire. Giant. Big, biggest blizzard on record ever. Since 1996. Was that what they said? Yeah. Yeah, oh. that's what they were saying on the radio. Because <laughs> they were comparing it to the one in 96 and 93, because that's whenever Molly and Gus are talking in the diner. Uh, she has the whole thing of like, if he wanted to help, why didn't he just... Uh, or yeah, why didn't he just do charity work? I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Gus tells her the story of the yeah. rich man. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't she's know, like, why didn't he just do charity? I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So Lester gets a visit from his brother. Mm-hmm. His brother's like, Lester, what the fuck did you do? Like, what? What do you? What do you mean? He's like, well, there's a cop waiting out there. You must have done something. They I... keep saying that you did murder. What's going on? Did you do a murder? And he's like, I don't. Uh, why? You're my brother, so I don't you know. Always, tr- you should always be my have my back. Yeah, it's like Lester, you're the fucking parasite. I fucking hate you. I never wanted to ex- you to exist. You've n- always brought this family down, and my family, and you're the worst. I hate you. Figure it out. Goodbye. <laughs> and so, uh, nurse comes in and says, like, Hey, got got to talk to that the guy out there. And Lester's like, I don't want to do that. Well, she. No, she just says, hey, you can't leave. Yeah, because yeah. he wants to leave. And she's like, well, I think that guy out there is going to say otherwise. Yeah. And so he comes up with a master plan, which is a terrible plan. Yes. He... The guy next to him needs to get a radiograph. Yes. And he's just covered up in all kinds of bandages so you can't see him. So Lester grabs him, puts him in his bed, puts a bunch of covers on him like he's a fucking 10-year-old, trying to run away for the house for a night. <laughs> and he bandages himself up, puts himself in that bed, Gets wheeled off, somehow gets away with it. Gets out of the hospital. Small town, I guess. Small town. And we got two nurses in the whole hospital. <laughs> looks that way. And he steals a car. <laughs> steals that guy's car. Yeah. Well, somebody's car. Somebody's yeah. on staff because he goes to the staff room. Oh, okay. I thought that the jacket that he got from the room that he was in, I thought he got the car keys from that. No, no. That's when yeah. he goes. That's why he went in the staff room. Gotcha. Yeah. Goes in the staff room, steals a car. Goes and gets all the evidence that he had hidden uh, from the murder. All one. Well, all the one evidence, <laughs> which was a hole in the wall behind the fishy poster. Yeah. Maybe their wrong thing. And he had the hammer that he killed his wife with is in there. He gets that. Gets a pair of his wife's panties. And he gets some, some boudoir s- photos of his wife. I was going to say sultry, but boudoir works too. Yeah. Uh, and he takes those over to his brother's house. And he gets into his gun safe, which you saw at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And it goes into a super secret gun area where he has the super illegal gun. Puts the photos, puts the hammer, puts the underwear, closes it all up, goes upstairs for what? Because he, uh, took cause the, he, yeah, he took he a handgun. Yeah, he took the right. handgun and that had no ammo in it, and he put it in his son's backpack. Yep, and he put it in the son's backpack upstairs. And so he's going down, and the son sees him when he's leaving, and they stare at each other for a second, and then the son goes back to the business. Yeah. Son is just like, yeah, I don't care. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I'm a kid. Fuck it. (laughs) And so he, uh, Lester leaves. Drives all the way back to the hospital. Yeah. Gets back on the bed. No one noticed him here either. I don't know if there's an easy way to get into where that area is without (laughs) any sort of... Fucking who knows? I mean, suspension of disbelief, obviously. Yeah, right. Suspension of disbelief, like, because most hospitals we've been to, like, there's only one way to enter unless you have a key. Yeah, and like, which I guess maybe maybe he, he has like staff yeah. key, but also I think the staff room also requires a key. 
uh, usually require like a card, like a name yeah. badge that's yeah. attached, and they usually have that with them the whole time because it's like yeah. security thing. But I will say, small town, small <laughs> town. It's I'm, I'm gonna say it's pretty easy to get into a hospital. You just gotta <laughs> say you know a person, and they're like, oh yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, the lady that's pregnant. Which one? The brown one. The one with <laughs> hair. <laughs> I don't know. This, I don't. <laughs> That came off how you wanted it, right? <laughs> Probably not. In a small town, sadly enough, that still might work. <laughs> you, you didn't think I, that one too hard. Uh, no, I didn't. Just thought of a thing. <laughs> uh, ignoring that, um, the most that I know is because, like, my sister works as a nurse. And there's been times that, like, you know, whenever I still lived in the same town as her, I'd, like, walking, like, hey, I'm so and so's little brother. I just came to drop off her lunch. Like, okay, we'll leave it here. We'll give it to her. Okay, cool. And then have to leave the same exact way because every other door is locked and it has, like, an electronic lock. And later, it. your sister's like, Robbie, did you drop off my lunch today? No one, no one found it. <laughs> just, just the nurse at the desk, like, fucking free sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, know. small town. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. I can't say much. I have been in hospitals very infrequently, and I hate them a lot. Yeah, that's fair. Been in hospitals a lot, and I hate them too. So I get it. But yeah, he does that somehow. He fucking he gets, gets away, away with away with, with the it. Yeah, thing. that's that's Lester's story in the whole episode. Is he somehow gets away with that? Malvo is still executing his plan, and I love the way that he like treats uh, the Tan orange man. guy, Tan Man. Because he just is the stupidest dude. Yeah. Tan Man is. Tan Man. And in the, pre- <laughs> in the previous episode, he locks him in his own pantry. pantry while asking him all the things to lock him in there and just telling him to go in there. <laughs> it's great. And he just does it. It's such a great scene. I actually, I absolutely love it. Everything with Malvo is a great scene, actually. Yeah. There's not a bad Malvo scene. Um, I think that a lot of that has to do with Billy Bob Thornton and his... Bill L. Thornton's in this? Uh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Every time in the credit, I would say his name. I was just like, Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> it's just, it's just so has much. a funny name, okay? He's a really good actor, though. He's a great actor. Yeah, and he has a funny name. He has a funny name. Funny name, man. So he's doing he, more of his plan of taking all that money. Go ahead, Robbie. I was going to say, he is intimidating enough that if you said that he had a funny name, like, what's so funny about my name? And I'd be like, your name's nothing? Billy Bob. <laughs> He was married to what's her name, Tomb Raider, uh, Angelina Laura Jolie. <laughs> Angelina Jolie. He was married to Angelina Jolie for a while, or dated or something. I, I think he dated her. I don't know if they are married. I know that they broke up after she started carrying a vial of his blood on, around her neck. Yeah, Hollywood's weird, man. Hollywood's yeah. fucking weird. Did he? Where did she get the blood? Does he know? Him. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> Is so. Probably, it's best not to ask too many questions about this. I came from the one place. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! All right. Yeah. Uh, I can't even look up his name. I just know that he's like the personal instructor. Yeah, let's just call him personal instructor. I guess. Yeah. Or what, personal how do you trainer. Not know him. He's from Always Sunny. I know he's from Always Sunny. I'm saying I don't the, know what his name is show. in Fargo. Oh, I just know him as the personal trainer in Fargo. Yeah, also, gets... Dennis from It's Always Sunny, but yeah. that's another TV show. Dennis of the Menace variety. Is many, so many he, Menace. He is very much a Menace in It's Always Sunny. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's locked in his room. Uh, Don is his name. Don? Don, yeah. Okay. Like Flamenco? John Ch- Don Chump. Don Chump. <laughs> yeah. Chump with an H at the end. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, what am I, what, I don't know, with the money, I could, like, buy a bath. 
Yeah, I'm gonna put six inch tile in my Turkish bath. Whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, he wants to make a Turkish bathhouse. I'll buy a million Turkish delights. Uh, and so he locks him into his thing. He's like, I don't want you to get cold feet. You're getting locked in this pantry. And Malvo leaves. Continues his plan of just fucking with King of Supermarket. Yeah, Supermarket King. Yeah. Um, and all that's going on, Gus and Wally have been teamed up the whole thing, just going and investigating loose ends. They go to the supermarket. <laughs> it's an amazing scene. Supermarket scene is fucking hilarious. They're like, hey, we're cops. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yes, yeah, you are. You look like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And yeah. she's like, hey, uh, are we telling people about the insects? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious scene. It's probably on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're they're just exploring. They actually don't do a whole lot till the end of this. They don't. It's just them kind of wandering and getting to know each other better. Hanging out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that happens. Also, King of Supermarket starts, like, kind of putting two and two together of, like, what he thinks is going on, even though everyone's trying to tell him that, like, I think someone's just fucking with you. Yeah, and he's like, no, no, I fucked up. I need to give it all back. I need to give yeah. all the money back. Because, like, yeah, he's about to do, to just give into the ransom mm-hmm. or blackmail. Yeah, more accurate. blackmail's more accurate. Uh, But when he's about to, like, get to the drop-off point, he's like, actually, God wants me to give this back. Yeah. <laughs> and he <laughs> drives off to where he got the money. Yep. Buries it. In the snow. In the same place where he found it. Yep. Roughly. I doubt he got the exact place. Oh, roughly. <laughs> Pretty much the same place. <laughs> they all, it all looks the same. I feel like he won't know exactly where. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and buries that. And then while that's happening, he's like, hey, because he sent his kid off to be safe somewhere in yeah. case there was something dangerous going on. Because the, what is it, the 10th one was the death of the firstborn. Yeah. Yeah, the last of the plagues. Yep. Yeah. And Not really a plague. Well, there's there's like a series of plagues and like all these things that happen to the pharaoh. No, I'm the saying the story. death of your firstborn isn't really a plague. That just is. I mean, if all the firstborns died, I'd consider that a plague. I guess if every yeah. firstborn died, Which I don't know what the what, what was happened. That? I was just of the the king of Egypt. No, not the king of Egypt. No, it's everybody's pharaoh firstborn. Okay. Yeah, okay. I thought it was just the pharaoh's son. Yeah, I think it's just the pharaoh's son. I'm pretty sure it was everybody's firstborn. I think that was whenever Jesus was born and like the king that was just like, oh, the one who's supposed to usurp me, so kill all the Nah, toddlers. man, I'm telling you, Google it. All right. Everybody's firstborn, unless they had a thing that, I think- Look they, 10th plague. I think it was like, unless something, and there was like an X on doors unless or something. Unless they were Christian. Oh, Passover or whatever. I don't know, man. I don't think that's actually Passover. That's, that's not Passover at all, actually. No. <laughs> In my head, like, oh yeah, they get passed over, so that must be Passover. So they get passed over, so their firstborn doesn't die. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, water turning into blood, frogs, lice, flies, livestock pestilence, boils, hail, locusts, darkness, and the killing of the firstborn child. Yeah, of everybody. Doesn't specify. No, it just says killing of the firstborn. All right. Jirai is probably correct. It's everybody, man. Uh, Everybody's firstborn. They fucked up. Eh, maybe. Rip Jesus. Yeah. We don't have a Bible here to like, or nor time to like discuss this, I guess. <laughs> it would take so long to find that specific part in the Bible. Probably wouldn't take that long. I mean, it's actually showing here, like the plagues turning, uh, turning the blood into water is Exodus 7, 14 to 24. Frogs is ex- it's Exodus. Exodus 25 exiting. to eight eleven. So yeah, it says uh, here what all of them are. It's Moses, I think. Yeah, but it like, is very much Moses shit, so. so yeah, it's Moses shit. You know how it goes. <laughs> I, I know like who do, who is a part of the story when it happens. I don't know what what Exodus, Optimus, whatever. I mean God's a total dick, man. 
You're just like fucking only in the Old Testament. Yeah, that's true. The New Testament, he's not really around that he much. He turned a new leaf. He's a pretty absent father, actually. Turns out. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, that's happening, and they both die from fish raining on them. Yeah, they don't die from that. They die from a, a car, car, crash, the car caused crash, by but... the fish raining on them. Yeah, and. That's uh, kind of where that's left off. Yeah. yeah. Him finding out that his firstborn is now dead. Yeah. After he's abandoned. And also, you know, his bodyguard. And the bodyguard is dead. Yeah. Pretty wasn't much everybody his in his life. What? So wasn't that his dad or something? His bodyguard? I think it was just his bodyguard. I don't remember. Maybe. I don't remember quite honestly. Any- anyways. We should not say. Not important. This wasn't inherently part of Mulvo's plan. No. This just no, was it just a happened. freak accident. But it was a beautiful accident. Yeah. Yes. Like, when it started, I was like, how the hell did he get all these fish to rain from the sky? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really good, actually. It's very funny. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, at the end of this episode, there is a huge shootout, which is a very pretty scene, but I think even on... Man, I can't imagine trying to watch this scene on streaming, actually. Because um, of the snow. Because of the snow and how, like, whiteout it is. I'm sure they were just on a white soundstage or something, but... Is no, they used whiteout on the deathly film. bright. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and on a, a fucking streaming, I'm guessing this just gets blown to shit with the bit rate. But anyway, uh, so Molvo yeah. taped <laughs> Don to his like treadmill thing with a gun in his hand. Yeah, because he's like, hey, I'm gonna go make this deal. Uh, but while it's happening, in case he decides to call the cops, I need a distraction. So that's where you come in. I'm going to make sure that they're too busy to actually come over here. So he straps into a pedal bike thing. Or whatever the fuck pedal bike awesome. thing. Yeah. And puts a shotgun in his hand, tapes it to him. And he sets up a tripwire outside that goes to an assault rifle inside that shoots random shots for when the people come up. And puts a light behind him, which is actually very smart, so that yeah. you can only see a shadow of what's going on. I don't know if he even put a light behind him. I feel like he just opened the window. Something. I don't know. No, no, it is light, because he, is like, it? flicks okay. the light on, yeah. So it's very purposeful. Yeah. No, yeah, that's a very smart idea, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, like, all right, bye, because <laughs> he shot a few shots out of the thing to get the cops called in the yeah. first place before he Turkish delights are gross. Turkish delights are, I've never had one. I've never had one. Have I had I one? I didn't know what they were. I might have had one. I think I've had one. I'm that sounds sure like a lunch one. meat. It's not a lunch meat. It's a bad candy. <laughs> Definitely not something you betray your whole family for. I mean, apparently we need to try it in order to say for sure, but just, there's no way. There's no way. Well, I don't know. Uh, maybe? Maybe if it was like Turkish flavor. Tune in next episode we tried Turkish Delights. <laughs> <laughs> just on the thing. That's it. It's 10 minutes of us eating Turkish Delight. <laughs> so yeah, uh, he does that, goes off to make the deal. All of that other stuff happens with the yeah. supermarket. This, isn't, this is all like interspliced with one another. Like, yeah, yeah, we're telling everybody's these. story kind of all in once, but it's all very spliced up yeah and get very small bits of time uh yeah police come swat teams all that uh go to the house uh trip the tripwire bang 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 they're like all right fucking gun it just fucking all of the guns now <laughs> yeah and they shoot up the trailer and then they go in and every cop unloads like seven clips after throwing a flashbang in the house so you know that yeah. would disorient the person regardless yeah right uh, yeah, just fucking annihilated. Yeah, they all empty all their mags. And then yeah. you hear, like, a thing over the radio, like, weirdest case of suicide by cop I've ever seen. Like, kick up, really? Yeah. <laughs> so, man. Uh, so, yeah. And then at the end, you get uh, Malvo kind of stuck in this blizzard. 
and the two henchman dudes. Yeah. The deaf one. Are these the ones that are called the brothers? Yeah. Yeah. They're called the brothers. The deaf one and the partner. Deaf fellow and partner. Yeah. Uh, They're also in this blizzard hunting Malvo. Mm-hmm. And the cops also happen to be in the blizzard. Uh, Specifically Molly and Gus. Molly and Gus, yes. And they all sort of see each other at the same time and get into the shootout, but they can't really see because it's a giant fucking blizzard. And Malvo ends up cutting the partner's throat. Mm-hmm. And but not all... before him asking who sent or who sent for him, basically. Yeah. And he just tells him Fargo and then slits his throat. Yep. And then Molly sees a shadow, shoots twice because she sees a big old gun. Uh, and then Gus just sees a shadow. And he says, freeze! And then just shoots once, uh, which I think is funny. I, actually, the show points this out, and I think it's so great. She's like, yep, you go right towards center mass, and you shoot twice, just like training. And when Gus shoots, he shoots once. And that just like, does not hit center another mass. small thing of, like, he's not meant for this. I mean, I think it's in this episode. Yeah, it's in this episode where he talks about, like, he didn't want to be a cop. Yeah, he wanted to be a postman, but they were on a hiring uh, some freeze or something at the time. So he couldn't do that, and then... He had a friend that was like, hey, they're, the cops are hiring. He's like, all right, I'll do that. Because his wife died, and she was the one who paid the bills. And he has a daughter to take care of, so yeah, like, so got to do something. Just needed a job. Yeah. And yeah, so I think that's just such a small, yeah. fun touch, though. He's very unequipped for it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's like, oh, fuck. I yeah. shot Molly. Ends up shooting Molly. And that's where episode uh, six leaves off, is yeah. knowing that she was shot. Episode all seven right. starts. I mean, we're going to talk about... <laughs> Burnett's ass and what that means? Uh, Burnett's Bur- Bur- ass. Oh, Burden's ass. Because that's is... the name of this episode is Burden's ass. Yeah. yeah. Is the theory, we had to look it up. We didn't just know this, by the way. <laughs> yeah. We're not that smart. Uh, is the theory of if you put a donkey be- uh, directly <laughs> between a water source and a food source. While it's starving and dying of thirst. Yeah, while it's starving and dying of thirst at the same time. It would sit there and just completely die because it wouldn't know which one to do. I don't, like, I know it's not, like, literal, but, like, I yeah. don't believe this for a second. I think the donkey would see one and go to it. <laughs> like, what's what's the actual theory here? Like, the it's, it's like the paralyzation of choice is what it's getting at. Yeah. I just like, don't it, buy for a second a donkey would just sit there. No, a donkey wouldn't overthink it like that. Um, there's a couple different ways to think about it, too, with, like, a good ex- it, it feels similar to like if you leave an infinite amount of monkeys in front of typewriters uh, for uh, after a while, they would eventually write all of Shakespeare, yeah. even though in practice, uh, what ended up happening when they put monkeys in front of typewriters, they just pressed E over and over again until the E button broke and shat on it and possibly. <clears throat> but apparently it's named after the French philosopher uh, Jean Buridan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he just wanted people to talk more about his ass. Aristotle apparently put forward the example of a man equally hungry and thirsty. Uh, A bunch bunch of stuff. I just don't buy it. (laughs) Uh, It's about irrational behavior and stuff like that in an irrational situation. But It's a good thought experiment. I'll give him that. But I feel like it's one of those, like, whenever the choices are that dire, eventually they're going to make a choice. And I feel like... 
someone's like, oh, well, food makes more sense because, you know, you're hungry. You want to fill it up with something. So you're going to go to food for first. And other people are like, oh, well, you need something in your stomach, but you're going to need Which water should, before you need food. We should food, say, so me and Robbie first. did both choose a different yeah, answer. When we yeah. both chose within like 10 seconds and we but both chose different, things, yeah, different yeah. things too. Which means well, like, like the, a choice would be made, but it's yeah. just, I get the whole idea of like irrational thought and like, you know, being paralyzed of like making the right or wrong choice. But it's it's the same thing with if a tree falls in a wood and no one's around to hear it doesn't make a sound where it's like, I get what they're going for, but I just think it's a terrible example, especially because like a tree, the sound does not depend on a person hearing it. That's not how sound works. <laughs> but if nobody hears it, how do you know? Because that's how sound works. There are many examples of things not changing on a molecular level until it is seen. So that's how do you sound. know? So it doesn't matter. How do we know? How do we know it's how sound works? We don't. Because we study sound. We study it because we hear it. But if nobody is around to hear it, what does sound, what is sound? You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Irrational thoughts. Dry is <laughs> the irrational one. Uh, so that's Burden's ass. Yeah. Episode seven starts off. Actually, what does that have to do with the episode? I guess because Gus, superheroes. Yeah, because Gus is paralyzed with his choices on like whether like which oh, choice right. to make. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he is ass. He, he is, is he's Burden's he is ass. ass. Uh, so seven starts off. Uh, the episode's called "Who Shaves the Barber." Here's the little synopsis. Molly recuperates from her injury while Malvo looks to dispatch a syndicate in Fargo. Lester continues his descent into darkness with the unfolding of his plan. Which well, I lost your swing. What? Molly lost her spleen. Yeah, Molly lost her spleen. Went through, through, right through her spleen. Uh, Gus says, sorry, I'll get you a new one. Yeah, which is a great line. It's super funny. But, yeah, it's all hers being like, all right, well, we got to figure out how this is all happening and what's happening with Lester. And, like, I, I nailed it down, I think. Yeah. All the while, Lester's plan is going perfect. I, I, sh- I should say, it's really smart in the way it's set up because it starts with Lester yeah. uh, in interrogation. Yes. Yeah. Um. And the first thing you hear is how uh, flustered the chief is getting because of all this stuff happening. Yeah. Uh, the gun in the kid's backpack. Uh, they just apprehended Lester's brother. And uh, unbeknownst to Lester, uh, that Molly was shot. Yes. But, of course, the way they phrase it is just that she was shot. Yeah. So, like, you know, you assume she would have died. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just that's really good, and you assume that's what Lester assumes too, of course. Yes. Right, and it also puts it into this state of mind where, like, yeah, this cop who's kind of an idiot anyway is going to be really willing to believe this insane story because he just wants it to be done. Yeah, I, we didn't say. Well, also, the he, chief did turn around when Molly basically presented airtight Kate airtight case. Right. Yeah. But that also being said, he does also really want to believe that Lester is innocent, so he just eats up the story that Lester gives him, which Lester pretty much confesses to everything that he does, but saying that it was his brother and not him. Yes. I really just like to, like, while Lester's doing this, you can see him clearly just trying to think of the next part of his lie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Honestly, it's fucking great acting. It's so... That's an interesting thing about uh, Lester, is you actually... He gets so much more confident. Yeah, mm-hmm. he does. And that's really cool to see, even if he's an awful person. Awful, awful person. Extremely awful. But yeah, you do see his confidence like grow in a very believable way. Yeah, because like, he's not like suddenly macho bravado and you know, like he's still like 
stumbles over his word. He still like gets flustered when he loses control, but like yeah, the few moments he has control, he's like ready. Yeah, has that moment of I'm on top of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm is kind of accurate towards people who do get away with murder, is they think like, well, I I got away with it. Nothing can touch me now. Not even more murder. And that's when they get caught. Yeah. <laughs> the police are like, hey, uh, did you know that if you send us a voice recording of your confession that we can't use it in court? That happened. That actually, did. that this straight up happened. I think it, it was, was a voice recording, but it was like uh, they said they can't decrypt CDs. It was like with BDK, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like he was just like fucking with them. And they're like, hey, if you confess, like we can't do it. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, OK. So he like confessed. And like, but we can fucking use that, by the way. Yeah. You idiot. I think it specifically was like they were saying like, oh man, you can't send us CDs. We don't we don't have any we don't have technology to decrypt CDs. Yeah. So Too bad the police department to, cannot afford a Walkman. To, to be fair, I'd buy that in some towns. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a couple but, yeah. towns that still I'm pretty sure they're running off of old tapes from nineteen twenties. But yeah. Lester's brother and Rolodexes uh, gets apprehended. He Lester goes scot free, just kinda goes home, really. Goes home and immediately starts cleaning up his life, pretty much. Literally. I really did like that scene just because, like, he calls cleaners at first. Like, hey, there was an incident at my house. Like, oh, a lot of broken glass. Uh, some of that, there's might be a lot of blood. Click. Yeah. Hello? <laughs> I mean, blood's fucking hard to get out. And dangerous. It it's is. It's a whole thing. You have to, but, like, like, have protective equipment. Has, I mean, if you're a cleaning company yeah, and, like, someone out of the blue just calls you up and says, like, hey, I need you to clean up a crime scene. Like, how do you respond to that? <laughs> Yeah, there's very particular businesses who are hired to do exactly that. Yeah, illegal. Mostly by the <laughs> cops, though, but like not the cops calling you saying like, "Hey, we have a crime scene that needs to be cleaned up." Just some random bloke that's just like, "Hey, like, I need you to clean up the crime scene at my house real quick." Yeah, I think some of them like require like reference numbers of the crime and stuff like right. that, right? To be like, "Okay, we're legally allowed to do this." But yeah, uh, he starts doing that. He goes into work and he's like, "Hey, I can, I'll work whatever you want. I can work overtime. I don't got anything to do. Shit's." Whack, you know, so what do you want me to do? It's like, oh man, the the wife of Hess is is like yada yada, but we we can't give her the money. It doesn't yeah, yeah, apparently he hasn't been paying his premiums. Because he's dead. Yeah. So it's like, well, you haven't been paying the premiums, can't give you the money. Uh and he's like, So you wanna take care of that? He's like, Yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it, you do your thing, I got this. And she's like, Okay. I'll go take care of it. Like, what what? You don't want to call us? No, she needs like a shoulder to cry on, it's gonna be better in person. Which is him uh, just finding an excuse to go and fuck her. Yep. Gross. Yeah. It, it's literally as simple as that. It's as simple as that. He just goes in. He gives her whatever lies he can tell her so he can fuck her. Which is his weird way of getting revenge on Hess. Because through the whole time of having sex with her, he's just staring at the he's just thinking about Hess. picture and how angry. He's yeah. Just like, yeah. He's like, go oh, Hess. Ah, ah, well, Hess. Yeah, as we say, he starts <laughs> pumping harder when he's looking at a picture of him. And she, you, hear about, her, you hear her say, yeah. you're hurting me. And he just says, sorry, and keeps pumping harder until the picture falls and then climaxes. Yeah, he's yeah. staring at the picture thinking of how Hess was about to punch him earlier. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I, I, I think I think Lester has some deep rooted things he needs to get sorted out. Lester yep. absolutely <laughs> yes. has some deep rooted yes. things he needs to get sorted out. You're not wrong there, but yeah, and that's basically the end of Lester's stuff for this episode. I yeah, think yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, the things with Malvo, Malvo, yeah, is he goes to do the thing he said first. He goes to what was it, Arizona, Utah, uh, Nevada. Michigan? 
Nevada. Yeah, he goes to Nevada. Uh, says they're like, all, "Who am I looking all for?" Four corners. <laughs> I guess talking to like a manager. He's that, going to like Fargo Station. I don't know. Well, he goes to Nevada to talk. I think that's where he's like based out of. Yeah, yeah. To like talk to someone who's like, I guess, brings jobs to him is what it feels like, mm-hmm. and says like, "Who do I need to talk to in Fargo?" Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I don't know. He's like, listen, there's two phones here. One calls the ambulance, one calls the morgue or whatever. He's like, and how you answer this question, one calls a hearse. One calls a hearse. And how you answer this question is going to determine which phone I pick up. I fucking love this scene. Uh, and it cuts away to him walking out and you just hear a scream and you don't know which one it is. Yeah. But you know he fucked him up one way or another. You probably want to bring this to for E to watch at some point in time if he hasn't watched it. It very much reminds me of a scene that happens in No Country for Old Men. He has we watched No Country this, for yeah. Old Men, yeah. Oh, he has? Did we watch it for the podcast? No. We just watched it. I think yeah. you just I, it. It might have been before the podcast, but yeah, uh, the scene towards the end where he flips a coin with the wife and tells her to pick, yeah. Yeah. and she says, I'm not going to pick. He's like, you have to pick. And she's like, because we all have choices in life. And like, basically, if she chooses wrong, she's dead. If she chooses right, she lives. You don't find out what choice she made. He, you just see him walking out of the house, and you yeah. never know what happens I mean, to her. I think there is an implication with that because of how visibly upset he is as he's leaving the house, too. Yeah. 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 I mean, it does this fall out so for good. you anyway. Obviously. I was going to say, the thing about it is that movie does have like this undertone of retirement because everybody who's retired lives at the end of it. And people who are not retired uh, are people, yeah, people who are basically still working are the ones who get killed off. It's capitalism super dark movie yeah but i was so gonna good. say like whether or not she's retired or not at the end of that movie kind of answers that question for you but like it, it's just kind of like that whole you don't exactly know what happens but you have an idea yeah and it's the same thing with that scene it works out perfectly for both no country for old men and this episode yeah uh walks away and the next scene you get of him is much later in the episode but the next thing you get of him is him going into fargo main office of whatever the thing i love this shot so much it's, it's so it's really fun good. uh he walks past key and peel fbi yep. agents yep. key and peel yeah. fbi agents are in the show now um <laughs> yeah he like goes into the thing and it's so cool because like i i this is gonna sound rude like i feel like a lesser show would have normal windows for this yeah but this show has these bulletproof windows that you can't see through. Yeah. And it just follows the idea of where he's moving inside of it from the outside yeah. of the building. All you can do, you can only just hear what's happening. Yeah. And, and it lets your like imagination play with it. Yeah. And that's like, I love it. It's and really cool. Yeah. And so you like follow that and you hear the sounds of like him getting closer and closer to like doing what he's there to do. And then it ends with him tossing somebody out of a window and shooting a couple people. And Key and Peele are like, well, fuck. <laughs> and they rush over there. Uh, and they're like, w- can we, should we like back out and then like back in to make it seem like we just got here? Like, <laughs> so dumb. Uh, and then they take control of the crime scene. Like, all right, let's go in. And Malvo escapes. Yeah. And that's the last you see of Malvo for now. I guess. Well, I really, what I really liked about that scene too, is whenever Key and Peele were like, as far as we know, he's still in the building as you see him walking yeah, away. Yeah, as you see him walking away, yeah. I should say, this is more in the last episode, but something I really like is for the first time you see stuff not going Malvo's way and how he reacts to it. Very aggressively. Yeah. 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 And I like it a lot, because like it happened ultimately when the brothers caught him, because that was just not part of his plan. He doesn't know who these guys are. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just, it, it was good. Like I... Like, I mean, it goes back to how good an actor uh, Mr. Billy Bob himself is. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it does. Um, and then you get a little more of the story from uh, Molly. Molly and Gus. Uh, yeah. Mainly being that Gus is going to be fired. Probably. Most likely. 
because he shot his partner. <laughs> or not his partner, no, but it wasn't a, his partner. Just a random cop he was with for some reason and he shot her. Maybe she fell on the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think about that? The bullet was on the ground standing up. Why was the bullet doing that? Actually, I think the bullet had drugs on it. <laughs> um to be fair, Duluth also has a lot more to deal with. He had to deal with, you know, the suicide by cop that definitely happened at that trailer. <laughs> yeah. I gotta do- yeah, it's such a funny, like, going from back at those two, like, they both are showing, like, how terrible the cops are. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, one, they, like, gunned down a defenseless man. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> like, it's great. And he just happened to, he just couldn't see and panicked and <laughs> shot his shot someone and didn't kill him surprisingly yeah surprisingly uh but yeah gus is probably going to be uh disbarred or whatever it is we call blade off dishonorably discharged i don't know what it is for cops uh, get can vacation <laughs> <laughs> unpaid vacation yeah no uh, that's a dark joke it's always paid um and then molly is just like uh wanting to investigate more yeah because uh right above her is the deaf Deaf fella, as the, the deaf fella, as she writes on the window at one point. Yeah, and um, she goes up and questions him. Doesn't very go very far. <laughs> no, because he's deaf, yeah. so like he can just turn his head. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because like he can't sign either because he's handcuffed. Because he's handcuffed. Yeah. Yeah. So like he can only communicate because she found a whiteboard in his room, and he only writes two words and then refuses all the rest. Yes. Giving no answers at all because he just yeah. writes partner, and she's like, oh yeah, he's dead. Yeah, and he, he cries because his partner's gone. His brother. It's <laughs> weirdly enough reminiscent of like what happens at the end of Fargo because what the cop yeah. says at the end of that too. Oh, it was but... at the end of Fargo. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> the movie. Yeah, the movie. Because uh, at the end of the movie, she says like, like yeah, you like your partner's dead and like you're going to jail for the rest of your life. I don't get what any of this was about. Like why? Like was any of this really worth it for you guys? Yeah. Uh, without spoiling what happens at the end of Fargo. We'll probably, more. I don't know if Dry will make me watch it or not. I feel like eventually. It, eventually. It's a good movie. It's, yeah, it's good. I own it. It's good. You own everything. I don't own everything. I own 480 of everything. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> not not a, everything, but it's a lot. It's never enough. I think you own more movies than I have Steam games on my computer. They take less time to play. Ooh, Mine? got you there. Mine. I don't well, know. Maybe <laughs> yours, actually. <laughs> I'm thinking about the games you play. It's debatable. It's debatable. <laughs> Say about even. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he refused to answer any questions. She doesn't really get much new information out of any of it. Just Fargo. I just guess. Fargo. Just, yeah. yeah, just Fargo and Deaf Fella and partner, and they're somehow involved in all of this. Yeah. Yes, but she does piece together a semi narrative. Yeah. That. Uh, and she's pretty some, damn close on what's actually happening too. Yeah, her her running theory is that uh, has punched Lester. Lester met the killer. Malvo. Yeah, Mal- Malvo. Malvo killed Hess, which triggered the other two coming by. And uh, she doesn't understand the dispute with Pearl. Her theory is just that Malvo killed Pearl. Yeah, and that there was a dispute between Malvo and Lester. Yeah, she's thinking that Lester owed Malvo money, and Lester didn't have the money to pay him, so he killed his wife, and the police chief just happened to be there, and so he killed the police chief and tried to pin it all on Lester. Yeah. Uh, she's pretty fucking close. Yeah. <laughs> I, so it goes to the thing, which is always in Lester's favor, that they don't see him as a killer. Yeah. Yeah, because he plays it too innocent and too bumbling. 
Well, he just is. Stupid. He just is very in his dumb and bumbling. Not innocent yeah. at all, but dumb and bumbling. Not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. Maybe at the start. Maybe at one point. Yeah. And uh, he get he gets away with it. He, she even goes to, like go and talk to everybody in the chief about it and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, they're all celebrating because they think they caught the guy. Yeah. And <laughs> before the court case. Yeah, and the officer at the desk is like explaining all of it to her, and she's like, "Makes no sense at all. Why would why would he do that? That makes why he is why no." And then she has a panic attack in a blizzard. Yeah, because she's like, this makes no sense. I have no idea what to do here. Um, I think it's also, she, she's she been undermined every step of the way by her chief, too. And I think this is, might well, have, like... Yeah, ever since the original chief died. Yeah, yeah. Which just kind of, if anything, would be super, super frustrating. This might have been a boiling point for her. Yeah. Or yeah. a breaking point, is what I should say. Not boiling point. Maybe yeah. both. Maybe both. She doesn't know what to do. Now. Yeah. Because nothing makes sense to her. Because, like, why is all this happening? And that's kind of where it leaves off, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just ends. Yeah. Shortest episode, 10 minutes. 47. 47 is the short. I think it might actually seconds. be the shortest episode in the season. Ever. I'm going to double check. But I'm pretty sure it's the shortest episode I'm, in the season. Yeah. I'd, I'd be hard pressed to imagine it's not because they usually are at least an hour. 50 minutes is the norm. Um, but yeah, that is the shortest episode in the season. Uh, we have. Three hours left in the show. <laughs> nah, that's one movie. That's one, like two one, movies. One Jiraiya movie. One Jiraiya movie. Like five E movies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the show so far. Uh, how you guys feeling? I like I, it. It The plot keeps thickening. It gets more interesting as it goes along, as a show should, if you ask me. Like every little p- piece of it, whether it's like, you know, lore building or like building up the tension or whatever else, like adds to the flavor of the show and makes it more interesting as it's going along. I I said this during the last one. It is, it's just so impressive how they can make every single episode feel like the penultimate episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's so you're just on this roller coaster and we still haven't gotten to the, to the tipping point that we can like go to the scary part of the roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs) We're just in the thriller part of the roller coaster. Yeah. Like it, it all feels like, this insane buildup every episode, yeah. And there, there's going to be a big release. Uh, it just feels like this cup's going to overflow at any minute, but somehow yeah. the cup keeps getting taller. Yeah, it's like when you do the science experiment where they're like, "Okay, see how many like water drops you can fit on a penny before it bursts," and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, probably like 10. and then the answer's sixty-seven. Wow, I didn't know that. Is that you actually a number? Yeah. Wow. I mean, the it, numbers an arbitrary number I decided, but it's an oh, insanely yeah. high number. It's like yeah, it's one of those because it, it's meant to show like the tension of water. Yeah, and the yeah. fact that there's like a lip on a penny and everything means that like you can hold way more than you would think on top of a, a penny. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I don't is know, maybe why after this we can we try this. Is how we can prove the Earth is flat. So first, <laughs> <laughs> the Earth is round. I think actually, <laughs> if it was flat, the water would just fall off because there's too much water. Well, you can put Global- sixty-seven water on it. Well, global warming, like, since the water levels are rising, it would have just been like... But here's the thing. If the Earth if the Earth was flat, cats would knock everything off the edges. If the Earth was round, how's there water? It all falls to the bottom. You guys don't know how water balloons work? <laughs> Fucking idiots. Right, it's because we're inside of a terranium. That's how it doesn't fall out. I don't care how many tranches are here, Robbie. <laughs> they just pump the water back up. There's guys in the center going yeah. like, Ooga Chaga, <laughs> With like a, I don't know why I went to the Guardians of the Galaxy. Feeling, but. 
There's just a bunch of guys at the bottom of the globe with buckets, and they pick up the water, and they climb back to the top of the earth, and they pour it on top. Oh, it's no. why rivers are always flowing, Drya. You know, clouds, people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, you're getting it. I just need, that needs to be a shirt. You know, clouds, people. <laughs> oh, man. That's add, our new inside joke for the podcast. Add, add that to the number of quotes we have yeah <laughs> oh man but yeah no it's just like insane how much this just keeps going yeah like i i'm just not used to it in shows honestly i don't think there's a lot of shows that manage to do this this well yeah this, this fargo's fucking great man yeah, it's, it's, like real, fargo. It's, it's pretty good yeah like the only other ones i could think of like breaking bad can do this at points but it never like not like this yeah. Breaking no. bad won't do it for a whole season yeah, and I think what helps out Fargo so much is that they know from the get-go, because he has two years to figure out the script and like produce and stuff, he knows beginning to end like what he wants this season to be and what story he wants to tell. And since he knows he only has 10 episodes or whatever, he knows exactly every beat to go with, and he knows it's not going to be kept over for another season. He's, when he tells a story, he's had one full story in his head already. Mm-hmm. And I think that helps a lot with shows. I think that, that so many shows end up having a horrible ending because they're like, we have two seasons worth of material, and then we're going to figure out the rest as we go along. you got to figure out how yeah. to stretch out to nine seasons. Or they get canceled early. Yeah. That. It could be like Steven Universe. They're like, uh, we're going to have a gay wedding. And then the network's like, all right, you get one more season. <laughs> we're going to have a straight wedding? No, that that was the one of the... I I love Steven Universe, and I, res- I have huge respect for the crew. They said, like, we are doing this no matter what. Nice. We don't care if you're going to cut it. And some of like. Unfortunately, since they did make the call to just stop it after the season, it did end up hurting a bit of the pacing of the story. Like, they've mm-hmm. gone on record saying, like, we did have more plans between this, but since uh, they cut us short, that's all we could do. But, like, uh, they did it. Like, they were one of the, I think they were the first show on any children's network to have a gay wedding. That's that's a big milestone. Yeah, yeah, and like it's one of those things that it paves the way for other stuff. Because yeah. um, there's a I see a thing online where like people compare like shows now to like shows ten years ago and be like, oh my gosh, they had to like fake it and they couldn't even do a kiss till the last episode. Whereas we're getting like them dating. It's like you'd get them dating because that show got to have one gay kiss. Yeah, like they they pushed as much as they could. Yeah. Like I shows like Gravity Falls, there's like blatantly gay characters that they just were not allowed to say were gay. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny when you watch the show knowing that they are. Because it's like no shit. It's like, yeah, they're I've seen a gay person before. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like they weren't allowed to like keep that. Like I think they wanted them doing like a dance at one of the at some at an episode with a dance, I guess is the best way to put it. Weird. But they just weren't allowed to weird i think i sent you the video like alex hirsch had to deal with so much bullshit from the yeah. standards and practices and like showing I mean, the notes and stuff yeah yeah even earlier than that with like star trek having the first interracial kiss yeah and that was insane at the time yeah uh, like they actually had to forcefully because like they did the kiss uh just to, like make the actors feel happier about it he's like but how about we have a scene wherever they just hug and then like i guess william shatner went out of his way to destroy that scene so they couldn't use it so that way they were like forced to have that kiss scene Star Trek is an extremely progressive show. People, yes, it is. I think people often don't give it the credit it deserves. Yeah. But yeah. Like, there's that. Uh, Sesame Street was one of the 
was pulled from Mississippi broadcasting for having black kids playing with the white kids. And like, um, Mr. Rogers, I, I've told this story before. Like, First gay sex scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, him and, uh, one of his black neighbors shared a pool, a pool. Yeah. And like, that was like, people got mad, but like, you know, progress is progress. And yeah. yeah. As silly as it seems like stuff like These that things back, matter. Yeah. Those matter. Like, I don't know. I, I think some of it's just like get mad at like people trying to give Steven Universe shit now with like so much hindsight and all this and yada yada and uh something Dry talks about like most of these people clearly didn't even watch the show. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they're just mad at it for because they saw a, a two hour video essay of a biased person. Which is so much of online nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it's like I think this thing stinks. And I'm like, oh yeah, what do you think? Oh yeah, what? Why? Like, what did you dislike about it? And then they just send you like a video essay. I'm like, oh okay. It's like, oh, you don't think anything about it? Great. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, um, Fargo, yeah, genuinely impressive. Like how it goes. Um, easily, like you know, I saw the second season and I thought that season was really good. But I, def- I'm sorry, Jariah. It's <laughs> I should have watched this season first, regardless. <laughs> There's so sure. much that this builds up that helped that season. Yeah. Yeah, there is. And I still haven't seen season two. We're going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll watch it. We'll watch it again, man. But yeah. Love it. Like, we'll get there. Getting, like, episode seven, I think Fargo is, like, becoming one of my favorite shows. So good. Easily. So good. Like, God, you just, there's just, no, there's nothing like Fargo. There's nothing. I've never seen a show like Fargo. <laughs> like, there's no show like this. Yeah. Like, they're not afraid of anything. They fucking kill characters off half the time. Like, yeah. just, and it's just not, really, like, really. treated it's not like treated as a huge deal ultimately. And like, it's the real, it's the gritty realisticness. Like time marches on, like people die. Yeah. And like, you just have to get, go through, you have to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, people die from dumb mistakes. People have, who are selfish and let their emotions get the better of them. Like, it's just the way it deals with it is so refreshing, honestly. Yeah, and every season has a specific theme that it goes with and sticks with through the whole thing. And a cohesion like that is just something that makes the show a whole other level that other shows just struggle with getting to, I think, actually. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, that's where we're at so far on that. That's Uh, right, you didn't say what you thought about this. I love Fargo. I love Fargo (laughs) so far. These three episodes are very, very good. I think that... The next, not the next three, uh, the last two episodes are such an incredible release valve for everything. Uh, I think when we get to that part, it's going to be hard not to watch all three, but they're all very long put together, so I don't know if we'll be able to. We'll see what happens. Tune in next time you watch Fargo to see if we watch two episodes or three. Yeah. In October. (laughs) (laughs) The right we're going. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well... Uh, thank you, chaps, for being here. Yeah, mm-hmm. doing this. Yeah. Uh, everybody listening to this on whatever platform or device you've chosen to listen to it on, thank you so much for listening. Uh, e, if people want to get a hold of us, where can they do that? We got a link tree. L i n k t r dot e e slash l o y p gives you a link to all the social medias, all the uh, podcast stuff, and our Twitch stream. Uh, we play video games every Wednesday, every Saturday. Uh, yesterday I played a new video game. Uh, yeah, 
Saturday, we're going to play a new video game. There's, uh, our, both our series ended. Yeah, all the, the series that we were doing ended. Well, hopefully be, for dry Saturday. Well, we're, yeah, we're, we're ex- finishing this kind of We're late. expecting that by the time this comes out, I will have finished the thing I was playing. I will have finished Hellblade by the time this comes out, hopefully. Uh, you know what? I'm saying I will have done it. It will be 2 a.m. We're still here. We're like, dry look through the door. <laughs> I hate doors. <laughs> it's not doors that he hates. It's walk. Or it's like walkways that he hates. <laughs> you just tune in on the stream. It's like, and there's just a bunch of door monsters running after Jiraiya. He's like, I hate doors. I hate doors. Just tons of door mimics inside a Hellblade. Oh, man. But, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, so tune in <laughs> tune in for new stuff, I guess. Yeah, yeah. exciting new stuff be, going on. Should be new stuff for a bit, actually, on both ends. Yeah, yeah. for a little bit, yeah. Uh, Robbie? Yo. Get us out of here. So, round about, be kind to one another, be safe. Whether this is the very first time you've watched us, or listened to us, or you've been watching us, get away from our window. <laughs> I thought we had to get Kurtz close, damn it. <laughs> Whether this is the very first time you've listened to us or you've been in the since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Thank you so, so much. Everybody out there, have a sweet week. We'll talk to you again very soon. Bye. Later. Bye.